On this episode of JP Sports Talk, a huge football edition of the podcast. We have the NFL Divisional Round happening today and tomorrow as we're recording this on a Saturday. And then we have the College Football National Championship, Clemson versus LSU in New Orleans on Monday. So I'll be giving my insights, predictions, and best bets for all of the five games for this weekend. You are not going to want to miss out on this one it's all coming up right now on jp sports talk as we go on we remember all the times we spent together as our lives change from whatever we will still be friends for Gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. How is everybody today on a beautiful Saturday afternoon on the East Coast? Uh, it's January 11th, so definitely the weather much warmer for this time of year, especially up in central New York, recording this episode just a bit after 2 p.m. You know, I made my drive up from Long Island to Syracuse yesterday. The last time I will be making that drive as a student to starting off my final semester here at college. One wild, crazy ride, and it hasn't necessarily set in yet, but you guys don't want to hear all about that. You want to hear about what is going to be one of the best football weekends we have seen in a while. Five very important games, the College Football National Championship and the NFL Divisional Round. Four really good games. Three really big favorites, but I think these games are going to be a lot closer than people will think, but there are some things we have to get to. We'll go in order of the games, and then I'll give my predictions along with my best bets. Let's start with the 49ers and the Vikings. I gave credit where credit was due on uh, the Tuesday, excuse me, the Wednesday episode of the podcast, where I said Kirk Cousins made a couple of throws that allowed the Vikings to win this game. You have to give it up for Cousins in the respect that he got the monkey off his back. He won his first really important game of his career, and he made a couple sensational throws that allowed this team to win the game. He made the throw to Thielen in overtime that set up the Kyle Rudolph touchdown, I also He also made a throw in the fourth quarter. I remember he was getting taken down by a blitz. I believe it was a 20 or 30-yard completion down the left sideline. He made the throws. He was performing very well, especially under pressure when the Saints were blitzing at him. He did a good job, but this game was decided by the Vikings' defense. This game was made possible by Dalvin Cook's first-half effort. The Vikings' defense suffocated Drew Brees. They made him look silly like a shell of himself. Sean Payton made a lot of bad decisions in terms of clock management and play calling, especially that last drive that the Saints had in regulation. It was disgraceful, and the Saints definitely still could have won the game, but the Vikings defense, especially in the first half, did its job. Dalvin Cook got the run established, allowed Kirk Cousins to have a little more time and space to operate when he had to throw the ball in the second half, and that is how the Vikings 
were able to win that game. They have a completely different beast this week. The San Francisco 49ers defensively stack up way superior to the Saints. They do not have to blitz Kirk Cousins because their four-man rush is way too powerful with Bosa, DeForest Buckner, D. Ford coming back. This team is going to be running after Kirk Cousins, and I don't know if Kirk Cousins is going to be able to hold up. They also have a good rushing defense. Dalvin Cook, who has been dealing with some nagging injuries, isn't going to be you know, firing like he was in the first half of last week's game. He's going to be a little more banged up, rusted, having to travel from New Orleans to Minnesota to San Francisco. Kirk Cousins' record on the West Coast is absolutely laughable. I believe he has a 1-9 record, maybe an 0-9 record in California. So it's going to be a very hard game for the Vikings. But when you look at the 49ers, what they have to do well, I think you could pretty much bank on that defense showing up, especially after another day of rest. They have some players coming back from injury. They're home. The defense is going to be fine. I'm more worried about what Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do in his first playoff start. We haven't seen him in this position yet before. He didn't go to a major program where he played in a game that all eyes were on him to really see how he performs in these situations. And you just aren't sure because the knock on Jimmy G is while he's serviceable, definitely, can he make the big plays? And he's been showing that progressionally as the year has went on. But now this is where boys become men. This is the postseason hosting the Minnesota Vikings at your home. You need to be able to show up and make the plays against a very, very good Vikings defense that may have just ended Drew Brees' tenure in New Orleans. To me, from what I've seen with Jimmy G this year, I think he's going to be able to do it. I have full confidence in the 49ers in this game. I love the Niners in this spot. I am taking them to win the game. A lot of that still because I don't necessarily believe in Kirk Cousins and what he brings to the table if he's going to be able to replicate and even build upon the great performance that he had last weekend. I don't think he'll be able to do it two weekends in a row. I'm taking the 49ers to win in the first game of the divisional round. Now, as for the AFC game at night tonight, that would be the Ravens and the Titans. When I look at the all the five games that we're talking about, including the college game on Monday, this is the game where I think it's the least predictable. All you know is that it's going to be an insanely quick game in terms of real time. There's going to be a ton of running, a ton of ground and pound, a lot of clock management. It's going to be a battle, but it will be quick and swift. Now, Lamar Jackson in his first career playoff game last year was absolutely atrocious. He turned the ball over four times, only at 14 completions. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is not the player this year that he was a year ago. He has a lot more experience. He looks faster. He's more accurate. He's adjusted to the system that has been presented thanks to Greg Roman. He is going to be much better than he was against the Chargers last year. 
But still, this is a big spot, and he needs to be able to perform with all of the lights on him. This is playoff football now. It's going to be much colder in Baltimore at 8 o'clock at night in January than it was in any other game that he's played this year. And Mark Ingram, still a game-time decision at this point. He has hardly practiced over the last few weeks. All of the meaningful starters haven't played a game since week 16, which was before Christmas. So there is going to be a little bit of rust on the chains. It's going to be hard to figure out. And the Titans just had a sensational performance against the Patriots. They beat Bill Belichick and Tom Brady at their own game. Derrick Henry was absolutely unstoppable. The defense performed much better than I think a lot of people would have thought. This is not a very talented group. They might struggle against the best offense, at least the best rushing offense we've seen in a very, very long time in the Baltimore Ravens. It's going to be a different game. I think the Ravens are going to win. I think it's going to be much closer than some people may anticipate because I think losing Mark Ingram is huge not only in terms of losing an, uh, a Pro Bowl player who is, means a lot to this team, but also for the culture. This team loves rallying around each other. Mark Ingram is definitely a spark plug in that locker room. So if he's not on the field for the offense, it's going to be it's going to hurt them. Definitely not going to feel the same on the field. But I still like the Ravens, who are on a tear and still just haven't given you a reason to bet against them in this spot against the Tennessee Titans. Moving on to the games on Sunday. AFC game, Texans-Chiefs. I'm done with the Texans. The Texans were not the better team against the Buffalo Bills last week. The Houston Texans need to give Deshaun Watson everything he wants and more. Deshaun Watson is incredible. The way he avoided that sack against the Bills last week was something I really haven't seen before. You know, he has the clutch gene. He got sacked seven times. He got sacked seven times and was still able to tough out that one play, stay in the pocket, move around, make the throws, come up clutch when his team needed him the most. And that's exactly what happened. Now, what happened in that game was that the Texans fell behind 16-0. The Bills, an inexperienced team, limited to a fault offensively. They weren't able to put the dagger in the heart of the Texans. If that happens for the Chiefs, if they get out to a quick lead, they are going to slaughter the King. Patrick Mahomes will not let the Texans get back into the game. This Chiefs defense has performed so well over the last few weeks. They will not let Deshaun Watson crawl back into this game. The Chiefs offense is going to put up a ton of points. Andy Reid off a bye is something that, you know, gets spoken at lore. He is terrific off a bye. This team is rested. These wide receivers are like horses right behind uh, the stable getting ready for the race. They are just juiced up. Engines are revving up. It's going to be a track meet. And I think the Chiefs just kill the Texans. It's my 
it's the game I'm the most sure of that the Texans will not necessarily be in this game because I think the Chiefs are going to get one touchdown, two touchdowns, three touchdowns right away. And if the Texans aren't even keeping up, then they have no chance. And Bill O'Brien, oh, what are you doing, man? I'm sure you guys have seen the video. If not, you definitely have to check it out on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. But Bill O'Brien cursing out fans walking into the tunnel. Are you kidding me? He was next to DeAndre Hopkins. And Bill O'Brien is the one giving the finger and yelling profanities into the crowd at, like, what are you doing, man? You're the head coach of a playoff football team, a division-winning football team. Can you act like it, for God's sakes? Oh, my God. I am I'm very anti-Texans in this spot in Arrowhead. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to show us all why he is the golden child, and he is going to to beat up on Deshaun Watson in the Mitch Trubisky Bowl. The two quarterbacks taken right after the famed Chicago Bears quarterback right now. Now let's go to the Packers and the Seahawks. Uh, these are two teams that are much worse than their records may indicate. I'm still baffled at the idea that the Packers got a first-round bye. I'm not necessarily sold on them. Aaron Rodgers has looked like a shell of himself all season long. He has not been good. And over this recent winning streak that the Packers have, he's completing less than 60% of his passes. They've relied on Aaron Jones maybe a little too much. Ah, I do not. I just don't know because you look at the Seahawks too. They have been in these close games every single, pretty much every game this year. They haven't had a blowout win. All their games have been decided by a possession pretty much. But they hang in there with the 49ers. They are able to outlast Josh McCown on a torn hamstring in Philadelphia last week. But you still know that they don't have the pieces. They don't have... Uh, the personnel in the backfield, the receivers still, even though DK Metcalf had a phenomenal game against the Eagles, are they really like, can you rely on these guys to get open in the open field? I don't think so. And when you look at this pass rush for the Green Bay Packers, it's phenomenal. And the Seahawks offensive line is not very good. It's going to come down to, as simple as this, Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. Now, it's very hard all year I've been saying Russell Wilson is the MVP. He is the most valuable player to his team as opposed to anyone else in the National Football League, including Lamar Jackson. He's been to two Super Bowls. He's won one. He's a champion. He's a Wisconsin Badger this game being played in Lambeau. I get all that. But Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau, in the playoffs, after a week's rest, he got his mind right. This team is fairly healthy. I think they have to win this game. They have to win this game, and I believe that they will. 
it would be embarrassing to let a fifth seed Seattle Seahawks that literally brought Marshawn Lynch back after he was lighting blunts in Oakland a month ago to go into Green Bay and win that game. If the Packers lose, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a lot of questions to be asking. So I'm taking the Packers in this spot. You have to believe in A-Rod 12. I love Russell Wilson. But this team is not there in terms of personnel to be able to keep up with the Packers in Green Bay. So there you have it for my uh, NFL Divisional Round predictions. I'm taking all the favorites to win outright, that being the Niners and the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Packers. Now for my best bets on these games. It's a very interesting. All these lines are so interesting because there are three that are just so big, all by at least a touchdown. And it makes it pretty hard to judge. But just so we have reference, the under went 4-0 last week. I was 3-1 on my best bets for the games. The only one I lost was a Saints minus 8, which, I mean, who really could have thought? But whatever. Here are my best bets. My favorite one that I see right now is the under in the Vikings-Niners game. It's set at 44.5 right now. I think that it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm not sure how many points the Vikings are going to put up. The Niners are going to score as much as they need to to win this game. No matter what, I think just in case... Kirk Cousins is in the mood to lose me money. I don't know if I could take the Niners plus seven because I was so wrong. I actually admittedly live bet the Saints a good amount that game. But, I mean, Kirk Cousins just proved me wrong. So I'm going with the under 44.5 in that game. Looking at Titans-Ravens, I see the line at plus 10 right now for the Titans. I'm going to take that because I think this game is just going to be so fast that it has to be somewhere in the ballpark of a one-possession game. I just don't see, you know, who knows, because the Ravens are so well-rested and they're so fast that maybe they're just going to be able to blitz the Titans. But I think Mike Vrabel's a very good coach. I think Derrick Henry's an immovable object. I think they're going to be able to move the ball and keep possession enough to keep this game within striking distance. The Titans are a good team. The Ravens are better, but I think the Titans will be able to cover the plus 10. Texans-Chiefs game, two bets I really like, and they kind of piggyback off each other. The first half, Chiefs minus five. Like I said, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid right off the bye are going to come out have a few drives where they scored back-to-back-to-back possibly touchdowns, and they'll be able to just get out to a quick lead. And then I'm going to take them for the full game at minus 9.5. The over-under set at 51.5. It's the biggest number on the board this week. I think that I would lean the over, but again, I'm not so sure how much Houston is going to be able to score in this game as the Chiefs defense has been performing pretty well and has the rest off the bye that I think they'll be able to contain the Texans. Who knows if they'll score 20? I think you could pretty much bank on the Chiefs scoring at least 28 points in this game, though. 
Seahawks Packers, this line has been moving a ton uh, from three and, from three to three and a half to four and a half. Now it's at four. But one line that moved just in one direction was the over-under. It was originally set at 47.5. It's now at 45.5. And, and with that, I'm going to take the under in that game. Both of these quarterbacks are great. They have weapons that you kind of shake your head at every once in a while. Obviously, the Packers have better weapons with Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. But I think they're going to score to win the game. And both of these teams are going to rely on running the football. Aaron Jones is going to be able to run all over the Seahawks defense. And, um, I mean, the Seahawks just pedigree is running the ball short passes. Russell Wilson's going to run the ball a ton. I like the under in this game at 45 and a half. So those are my best bets. Talking NFL divisional round this week. Five of them in four games. Of course, the Chiefs' first half and full game. Now, let's move on to the national championship. And we didn't really get to talk about these games yet on the podcast. LSU's phenomenal. I mean, they scored a touchdown every single offensive drive against Oklahoma. And this is an Oklahoma defense that a lot of people were like, oh, they're turning up at the right time. No, Joe Burrow is that dude. Cocho, Joe Brady, they got it figured out on the offensive side of the football. And Oklahoma never really had a chance to get in that game. They forced Jalen Hurts to turn the ball over. It was an absolute bloodbath from the start. Now, looking at Clemson, I'll get to their game against Ohio State in a little bit. But when you talk about this matchup, LSU is not going to allow... Trevor Lawrence, they're not going to force Trevor Lawrence to turn the football over like Jalen Hurts did. Lawrence is smarter, never lost a game in his college career. That's a big challenge they have to face. Now going to this Clemson-Ohio State game. Ohio State, 16-0 lead. You cannot allow Trevor and Dabo to get any type of momentum at the end of the half. Clemson was able to put some points on the board, go into halftime feeling a bit better, and then they just came out and showed out. Looked great in that second half. They caught a couple of really lucky breaks, including that uh, fumble that was overturned into an incomplete pass. But Clemson deserved that win. They fought back from behind. They made the big plays down the stretch that they needed to make. Trevor Lawrence was phenomenal, as we've known. And they kind of put to bed the idea that the defending national champions aren't that good just because they beat up on a poor ACC. Now, Battle of the Titans. I think the two best teams in college football are meeting in the biggest stage of them all. I think there will be a home field advantage to this game. Obviously, being in New Orleans, LSU is going to have the crowd. But I think that wouldn't be giving credit to my pick right now because I think LSU is the better football team. The whole story of this college football season has been the LSU Tigers coming out of, you know, I don't want to say nowhere, but they weren't expected to be here. Joe Burrow, a guy who started at Ohio State, 
never really got his opportunity, went to LSU, has been balling the Heisman, completing over 75% of his passes. I think they are rolling. They've beaten all the good teams. They slayed Alabama. They were able to beat Auburn. They beat Texas. They had a good non-conference schedule where they were beating good teams. And now they get Oklahoma in the national championship semifinals. They blow the doors off them. And now they get Clemson. The defending national champs and Trevor Lawrence, a battle of two future first overall draft picks, Burrow this year, Lawrence next year. But you got to give it to LSU. They have to lose eventually, Clemson and Trevor. And I think the only one who does that is able to slay that beast is Joe Burrow and Coach O. This offense is unreal. And Clemson's going to be able to keep up to an extent. But I think LSU's offense is just going to be so electric that Clemson's defense just isn't going to have an answer. And with that, my best bet for this game, over 68.5. It's going to be a lot of scoring. Trevor's going to put up points. Joe Burrow's going to put up a ton of points. So I like the over in that game. It's going to be a great way to close out not only the college football season, but a awesome weekend ahead in football both professional and college i can't wait for it i'm psyched up it's all starting up in a couple of hours so get your popcorn ready everybody you won't want to miss out on this thank you guys for tuning in we'll have a recap of everything that happened this weekend in the middle of the week next week so thank you for tuning in to jp sports talk we'll talk to you soon as we go